0: The Film Guide with Max Hartington, part of the St Albans Podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome along to another edition of the St Albans Film Guide, this time with your friend of mine everyone's favorite educator of the young it's max hartington what a recommendation thank you very much good to be here danny yes good to have you here as always it's always a always a pleasure never almost never a chore um and uh, yeah max is almost here, almost <laughs> nearly max is here with us once again to uh help us uh, guide us through the the, the cinematic waters uh, to determine the best things to watch on free to air tv for the week ahead also looking at new releases on streaming services another um action film for a feature that he's called Max's action films where it is Max Hartons, Max Hartington taking action films to the max yeah, you quite like that, don't
1: oh, you? Honestly, it's it's the main reason I come back. Yeah,
0: um, I'm surprised you haven't bought one of these desks yet and then do I'm it actually, yourself at I'm home. I'm planning on taking this one back with me. Yeah, good luck. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, all of that, plus look at the streaming services. I might mention that bit, but we start off by looking at what's new in the cinemas this week. Uh, and first up is a film that actually came out on Wednesday, the 28th of September, but has been included in the information we get as a film out this week. So tell us all about it.
1: Releasing this Wednesday, but available now, uh, we have Smile. Uh, After a doctor witnesses a traumatic event at work, she finds herself haunted by frightening events that she can't be sure are real or not. So having seen the trailer for this one, it does seem like,
0: basically, if you like your slasher films or if you like your sort of like psychological horror things, this is the one to go for. Okay, now normally I have a go at you at this point because you jump straight in without actually telling us who's in it or who it's by. But there might actually be a reason for that. We don't really know many of the actors or the directors
1: in this one. In, in a sort of classic uh, horror horror example, we don't really know anyone involved with this. There seems to be nobody of note in yeah, it. Nobody of note. Uh, the, uh, in terms of cast members, uh, Sosie Bacon is playing Dr. Rose Cotter, the uh, titular character. Not titular character, the main character of this uh, focus. We've also got Jesse T. Usher, who I know was, has starred in uh, the Amazon Prime series The Boys. um, And who
0: does he play in The Boys? uh, He plays a man called A-Train. Okay, so if you've watched The Boys, you would know that. You know who A-Train is. Beyond that, um, yeah, none of the actors look like they're anyone that anybody would ever know. Uh, I recognise one of the actors in it. Um, She was in Deadwood. She played Calamity Jane in in Deadwood, Ah. if you ever watched that. The very foul-mouthed character based on the real-life character, Calamity Jane. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so no one of note in it. But Um, if you,
1: having watched the trailer... Did you say it
0: was directed by somebody who directed an episode or something, or was that another Uh, film?
1: Parker Finn, that's another film we're talking about. Uh. Uh, This is directed by Parker Finn. Parker Finn seems to be a bit of an indie uh, film director. He uh, directed a horror film, Laura Hasn't Slept. Yeah, so
0: he's done a couple of shorts. This is his first full-length movie. Yes, yeah. um, Which he also wrote.
1: Yeah, so you do hope that maybe, you know, maybe these shorts... I've given them the chance to do something, but it does.
0: Having watched the trailer, very interesting camera work going on here. So, at least okay. the trailer. You're being itself. an awful lot nicer now than you were a minute ago. So come on, get off your fence, Max. it, it, it didn't sound like you was. I'm, this is genuine. You gave me the impression I, that you it, weren't going to go it, anywhere near no, this, this movie. This is genuine. All oh, right, so would you were lying. Like, lying I would earlier. like
1: to, at some point, uh, like see this film, having seen the trailer, or I'd like someone to tell me that this film is quite good and then give it a chance. But right, that's, that's really not what you said earlier. You, you were going to give this a very wide berth. Are you I, don't, I, I don't know if that was this film.
0: I think there's another film we were talking about, but. <laughs> okay. To be honest. I mean, this could go either way. This could turn out to be quite a good yeah. horror film. It looks like so many other horror films of this ilk, which are that they're not really that yeah, good. Yeah, sort of the. Cheap jump scares. And the, house. Yeah. Sort of the- um who, who knows but uh, you, you were saying as about an interesting marketing campaign with this yes yeah so what the only reason i actually know about this film uh prior to us being here and us reading our special
1: emails about it is uh in america uh supposedly people behind the marketing department for this film have been hiring people to stand and uh, stand in sports stadiums and look creepily at the camera smiling wearing a shirt that says smile to market the film which um could go either way i think it's a very interesting marketing tactic but hey i mean i'm talking about it so is that what
0: they call guerrilla marketing yes <laughs> i don't know I I that mean, is, isn't it if you- i mean i don't mean like getting gorillas to go out and advertise your movie i well, so any, any, any directors listening, if you, if you put a gorilla in a shirt sponsoring your film, I will watch it. Planet of the Apes movies did a lot of <laughs> gorilla marketing. <laughs> Let's leave that at that. Anyway, that's, um, that's one of the new releases that we're talking about this week. That is Smile that uh, came out on Wednesday the 28th of September. Uh, and there's another movie now that we're talking about that came out or comes out on, depending on when you listen to this, probably came out on Friday the uh, 30th of September. And it is... Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Heartwarming British drama about a widowed house cleaner in
1: the 1950s who falls in love with the idea of buying an expensive Dior dress travelling to Paris to buy one. Her presence changes things for the very house of Dior itself. So, who's in this one? Uh, of course, so, the you might know, uh, starring this one you might know other than Leslie Manville herself uh, who stars as the, the Mrs. Harris, the actual titular character this time. There we go, I've done it right. Well done. <laughs> Anyone else in the movie or is it just a uh, she's, she's sort of the main draw if you know her But you've also got uh, Isabel Huppert You've got Lambert Wilson right. Alba Baptista Lucas Bravo People who you might recognise from starring in a few TV shows I think I recognise Lucas Bravo But the main draw
0: most likely is the director Who is Anthony Fabian Who you might know as well Well, well Le- Leslie Manville being an Oscar nominated uh, actress And also star of many a thing on, on British television If as you well. know, Les- yeah, you'll know Leslie yeah. Manville And you- also Isabel Huppert. Is I believe how she says her name, not Hoppert, because <laughs> yeah. she is indeed from from Paris in France. Unfortunately, but, I did not read that right. So no, but sure. uh, but never mind. Um, but she, yes, yeah, she she's kind of quite quite well known in um, European cinema. Mm. Um, Isabelle Huppert. Uh, but uh, but this, uh, do you not think this kind of has that sort of like Downton Abbey appeal? Like if you like Downton Abbey, do, do you mean love as in, this? As in
1: Downton Abbey to us, or to Downton Abbey to
0: people? I, this feels like a very—I've uh, no I've not well, I guess I mean the same thing because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're you're trying to infer that perhaps neither of us are, are particularly appreciate what Downton Abbey yes. has to offer, yeah. which is probably accurate. But but for those who do like yeah. that sort of if thing, it, this isn't quite the same yeah. thing. It's not set in the same era, but no. it is a historical piece. You might
1: quite it? like it. It's a period piece that really tells a sort of. It seems like a very from the heart story.
0: The um, it's based on a novel by Paul Gallico as well, and um, it is it it looks stylish and sumptuous mm. it, you know it's set what in the 50s and yeah and and and, and it just looks beautiful and you can only yeah. imagine now how expensive and or how much of a task it must be to make something look like the 50s you know an awful lot of cgi and things like that trying to, make, to build a set trying to get the right props. yeah yeah so you see london in the 50s and then you see paris in the 50s as well and which uh, i think is that that's the sort of
1: romanticized era of paris isn't it? i think 50s paris is the one that everybody wants to imagine to go to which i think sort of ties into the theme here doesn't
0: it yeah yeah uh, Jason Isaacs is in the cast as well Anna Chancellor is in there Christian Mackay who I saw him in a movie some years ago and it was me and Orson Wells, the movie oh, yeah. he played Orson Wells, and he is a, an astounding actor will he be playing Orson Wells in this one do you think I don't think he just does the one role. <laughs> he, he, he's not like old. Oh, awesome what's in shot? Like Michael Sheen, who, who only ever plays Tony Blair. Actually, that's <laughs> very unfair. No, um, yeah, uh, Christian Mackay is um, a, a, a classical um, English actor, and, and I believe when he played um, Awesome Wells, I think that might have been his first movie. Uh, oh. But he's da- he, he made a name for himself on the stage before that. Um, ah, proper thespian, then. Yeah, but but since then he has done a lot of other things in in the cinema as well. Um, Max just knocked something over. If you're wondering what that noise was, <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's me just causing chaos in the studio. It Made me jump, but never mind. Um, anyway, uh, yes, uh, so, so I was just just saying, Christian Mackay, great actor. He was, I think, he was in, was it 1917? I want to say that he was in that as well, um, but but I might have made that up. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So the film, the, the Mrs. Harris goes Mrs. Harris, to Paris. Paris
1: out today. If you're listening on the day of release, Yeah. But but if, if you're not, not, yet it's Friday, the, Friday the first of October. Yeah, thirtieth. Friday the thirtieth of September. Yeah,
0: let's let's get that right. Proper, you know. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Uh, th- there you go. Those are your, your cinema releases. We'll be back with more in a moment.
1: Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over 10 years. Join me and host Danny Smith for the St. Albans Podcast, a weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St. Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm, and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St Albans Podcast. Find out
0: more at storbanspodcast.com. Looking at uh, new releases on the streaming services now, uh, just uh, prime video to talk about this week. And uh, we've got a film that comes out or came out on Friday the 30th of September. It is My Best Friend's Exorcism. In this film, team best friends Abby and Gretchen
1: grapple with an otherworldly demon that takes up residence in Gretchen's body. Uh, this film directed by Damon Thomas, who some people might know uh, as a director of a few UK TV shows, such as uh, Killing Eve is quite quite a big name. Uh, that one Dracula series that uh, Stephen, Stephen Moffat did for a little while, that you might know, maybe about the, the Sherlock directors. Uh, and a bit of Penny Dreadful as well, so he's got a bit of a gothic touch to it by the looks of it, but you might also know uh, some of the actors in this one, uh, or you might not. Uh, we've got Elsie Fisher starring as uh, The Abbey, uh, Amaya Miller as Gretchen Lang, uh, and uh, some other extras as well, but those are the two main features of the film that you are looking for. Um, with this film here, pretty much, I think we've had a little discussion about it in terms of if you if you like a sort of... a. Uh, disney channel movie that's going to be about <laughs> a disney channel movie that's going to be sort of focusing on uh two set, two set in high friends. school and teenage yeah. girls and, and all that sort of thing these are making a bit of a resurgence at the moment aren't they yeah yeah they get pretty much two girls are going to um, two girls are going to deal with high school problems while dealing with a supernatural uh, event that's going to you know scare them off a little bit i'm sure there's like there's some comedy in this one that's going to be about uh you know classic high school things uh so if you like a, if you like a show about an american high school but you like a bit of a twist on it this is the one
0: for you So, it's basically going to be like american like fairly pretty high school people and some sort of Pe- people in their mid-twenties playing teenagers that yeah sort of yeah that's often the way isn't it um and uh it's apparently it's based on a series of books uh this is uh it says here based on the quirk books novel i, I don't i've never heard of that if i of book that as well is? then this is yeah. the one for you yeah, um, it's not aimed at us though, is it? This isn't, this no. is possibly why this isn't like warming us in any way, no. shape or form. Um, but uh, yeah, well, there you go. If you, as a person out there. Well, there, there, are, there are people out there that this is for. I am reluctant to ever say there's such a thing as a bad movie because there's normally an audience for most things and what one person might think of as absolute tripe somebody mm. else might love. And so, yeah, th- this, this might look like tripe to us, but yeah. you never know. There could be an audience out there somewhere. There are elements out here that I think if you like,
1: let's say this, if you like high schools, if you like, you know, a bit, bit of a classic genre, and you like a bit of a mix with some ghouls in there, then this is the one for you. Great stuff. Thank you for that, Max. Uh, we'll have more in a moment.
0: The Film Guide with Max Hartington, part of the Suburban's Podcast with Danny Smith. We've reached that point in the show where it's time for another of Max's action films where he is taking action films to the max. Yeah, you didn't have to shout that. It's getting louder every single time it now, is, but I think that's Try a it again without, without like, breaking the mics where it's, he's taking his action films to the max. That also works. That's fine I'm sorry. I was just getting really pumped about this
1: one. I mean, because this film in particular has a it holds something special to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, this, this the, you are maxing it in every way. Aren't yeah, you, th- this, this is the
1: maxiest uh, action films to the max that we could ever max. Because this week our action film is none other than the 2015's Mad Max Fury Road.
0: Oh. Now this is a film that some people get very very passionate about don't mm. they that 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 some would claim that this is one of the greatest movies ever made they, they that people get really really fired yeah. up about this one don't I, they I
1: think it's worth it I think this one is a real I mean it just has it has pretty much 90% it's almost perfect almost a perfect film which is why it is in here it is really good Okay. Um, tell well. Start off. Let's start off with the beginning. What's it about? So, in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, a woman rebels against a tyrannical ruler in search for her homeland with the aid of a group of female prisoners, a psychotic worshipper, and a drifter named none other than Max. So, uh, in this film, we've got this real sort of focus that it's this post-apocalyptic. We've had this awful world-ending event. That if you've seen another Matt film, you know it's the Fuel Wars. But in this one. Basically, all you need to know is that the world burned in all of these bombs and everything, and now people uh, live in a wasteland, drive around in cars, and generally, you're either um, you're either Mad Max, who is you know a bit of a bit of an on the edge drifter, or you're an absolute nutcase who's going around, you know, driving a car in your underpants and throwing grenades at people. Okay. So it's a it's a very interesting setting to go in, but I think it's very when people think of the post apocalypse, they you know they think of mad max really that's it's like a very the original films from you know the 70s and the 80s really sort of i think drummed up the i think a a lot of people may not even realize but it's so influential that um these films sort of created the idea of oh this is what's going to happen when the world ends we're all going to drive around on motorbikes and say random words
0: okay now um is this a sequel or is this a reboot
1: so this film sort of exists in its own conti- continuity. So I can recommend this to anyone because really you don't have to have seen the previous ones. It sort of takes elements from the previous ones. There is a continuity, but it's sort of um, it's sort of ignored, you know? We know that in terms of stories, you know, the first Mad Max films tel- tel- tells us who, Ma- who Max is. It's more about him. Mad Max 2 and 3, uh, which is um, The Road Warrior and Thunderdome. They sort of focus on Max is this drifter who bumps into settlements and helps them out or faces off these these wallets. And this film, in a way, just sort of continues that. So Max just sort of is dragged into a plot. That it's, so it's not really
0: about him, but he's just sort of there. Okay. There yeah. are fans of this that place this film between the first two movies but I don't think that was the intention of it ah. but it's to do with his injuries because he's got the leg brace he yeah. has he has certain injuries in 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 the in the film that Mel Gibson's version of mm. Mad Max obtained during the earlier movies yeah. but he also drives a car in this one that was destroyed in one of the early, I think he destroyed at the end of the second movie. Ah, true. Yes. So at the start, I think it's part way through the second film. Right. I remember, yeah. But. So, so placing it, but apparently the director mm. said it, he wasn't really thinking of it as no. in that way, and it was more of a, 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 a sort of a retelling of Towards the story or a there, reboot. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it it's been incredibly popular and i gather that um that there is there a sequel in the works
1: so the i believe a, it's either a sequel or a prequel is in the work actually directed by george miller who george miller has had this he, i think mad max is very much his baby he's very very he, tied he wrote and directed all of them through. yeah so it's very much his baby but um it seems we're getting a furiosa prequel prequel which is going to have um or oh, gonna have uh, anya taylor joy who has been you know quite well known recently she's started things like the queen's gambit for netflix and um last night in soho so she's becoming quite a bit actor. but she's going to be playing a young furiosa who stars in this
0: film played by charlie's theron okay Uh, and apparently as well one of the things that was praised about this movie is that uh most of the effects are practical effects Mm. not cgi that's
1: why this is on here for you because i know you i know you're, you're a practical effects man so this one here
0: plenty of that in here yeah because uh, be- yeah because i i mean i get bored of watching computer cars blow up and jump over things and do all sorts of <laughs> impossible things and yes i'm looking at you vin diesel and you're flipping atrocious movies um friend of the podcast vin diesel yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but but yeah these you know uh, the old days you know classic action mm-hmm. movies they had to do it all practically yeah. sometimes they'd use models they'd use smaller you know vehicles and things to achieve certain shots but it was mainly done practically and and so stuntmen had to do it and i gather this film was something like over 80% was yeah. was actually um uh, original practical offence f- using stuntmen
1: so, yeah and i think it shows i think if you watch this like that, that there's i remember watching it in the cinema and i thought how could any of this be cgi i was absolutely shocked like seeing it in the cinema everything is just so real in this every single set has been made you've got this absolute convoy of cars which have all been made and they were driven through I, don't
0: know, I think it was the California desert or something. Just to to really, I think get it was it. D- Namibia. Yeah, was it? Yeah, so wrong continent, but ah. but yeah, I think they filmed a lot of it in Namibia. But but it, I mean, it's a
1: real desert and real real massive monster trucks. Mm. So the, you have these real genuine sets, and it just looks so impressive. Like everything is just blowing up, and it's all it's
0: real explosions and
1: just. Just a real joy to watch, honestly.
0: Yeah, and 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 of course, the very first one. Well, they're all Australian movies, including mm. this one. And uh, the fir- the first one was a very low budget Australian yeah. movie, but it, it achieved cult status. And uh, and yet, yeah, the, the the sequel was a very worthy successor. And the third one was was a very good film as well. And and this, you know, th- this now the the fourth one of the trilogy, yeah. um, which uh, obviously <laughs> isn't. Uh, Chris Aikman is a massive fan of this movie, mm. and I remember him saying. That the studios were so impressed with the footage that they had seen as it was being made, that they effectively threw more money at the director and said, huh. "Make more of it, you know, do do have more action sequences, do more." Um. But but Simon Carver, who used to do this sh- this uh, show, he uh, had the opposite thing. He thought it was a terrible film. I know, and he said <laughs> it was about a bloke in a truck and he drives it somewhere and he drives it back again, <laughs> which actually is what that's it's that's about.
1: Spoiler for the film, it's just a trucker movie, really. Yeah but. yeah,
0: he just drives a truck. To somewhere and then he drives it back. Some people say it's not about the
1: the, journey. Actually, no, it's the destination. It's about the the journey. It is about the journey. Well, you know what? It's a pretty good journey.
0: There you go. You heard it from Max and Max knows about Max Films.
1: This This is Max recommending Max. Hi, I'm Elspeth Jackman
0: inviting you to listen to my podcast One to One with Elspeth. Find a local person with a story and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for The St. Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash elsewhere. That's one to one with Elspeth, part of the St. Albans podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. The final part of the film guide, as ever, is a look at uh, Max's choice of films on free-to-air TV for the forthcoming week. So, starting off with Friday, the 30th of September, Channel 4, 6.50pm. Max, you have chosen Kindergarten Cop.
1: In this film, a, tusk, a tough cop must pose as a kindergarten teacher in order to locate a dangerous criminal's ex-wife who may hold the key to putting him behind bars. Uh, this is very much a classic film, that I'm sure many people know, uh, directed by the Ivan Reitman, who... Uh, Chances are, if you've seen a comedy film in the past 30 years, you've probably seen his credit somewhere in there. Uh, you might know him from some such classics as none other than Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Uh, Junior, which is quite similar to this one, and it also stars um, none other than, well, we'll get on to the actors in a minute, but you're going to notice a certain actor's coming a lot today. Uh, Junior Evolution, which is a personal favourite of mine with David Duchovny.
0: Okay. He's- are you building up to the big one, or have you missed it off the list?
1: Would that be Twins? Yes. And of course, Twins. So there's an actor who's uh, reappeared in all of these. That brings us on to the cast. This stars none other than the absolutely fantastic uh, action hero himself who pretty much has if I have my way will turn up in every single film podcast I saw in Arnold Schwarzenegger stars as none other than Kimball the kindergarten cop himself who is uh, sent in to investigate this uh, this school
0: isn't this the movie where it doesn't isn't there a scene early on when he's when he's still a cop before he becomes the the uh, uh, in disguise kindergarten teacher where he goes into a nightclub and there's a whole load of villains and he says to one of them pick a window you are leaving (laughs) and then throws him out of a window Oh, I think that's kindergarten cop. What,
1: br- what a brilliant!
0: I only know it for is a is,
1: uh, kid's insisting that he might have a tumor, and he has to go. It's not a tumor. <laughs> It's, yeah. We it, can just devolve into Arnie Impressions all there. If you want the next 20 minutes to be Arnie Impressions, then uh, no, you've got it. <laughs> no, not,
0: not really. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, it, it, Ivan Reitman struck gold by casting mm. action hero Arnie in Twins mm. and, and was a, an absolute classic uh, comedy movie and, and followed it up with this. Yeah. And Well, Arnie's got some comedy chops, hasn't he? Yeah. And 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 you know, Ivan Reitman brought them out of him and did it rather well. And this yeah. was the second of three collaborations because you said they also and it, they also did um, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, and Junior. That's it. And then with Junior was reuniting Danny DeVito. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was rumors for a long time that there was going to be a sequel to Twins. Yeah. And it was going to be something based around triplets, and it was going to be Eddie Murphy as the third <laughs> child. <laughs> so Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Eddie Murphy. What do you think
1: about the, the claim that maybe uh, the comedy powerhouse that was uh, Arnie, Arnie and Danny DeVito together is a bit like a, an 80s uh, The Rock and Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart <laughs> you yeah. knew that was coming didn't you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, I mean it, because it was just f- and, and the whole idea of them being twins you yeah. just looked at the two of them and you got Danny DeVito is about 5 foot 5 and Arnie that's about 6 foot and, and it just yeah. It was just you
1: can, can, I, can I make my official uh, prediction for the next uh, 5 years of films? We're going to get a twins remake that's <laughs> going to have The Rock and Kevin Hart and you, you heard it here first this is a... <laughs>
0: This is a yeah. St. Albans film podcast I f- first. <laughs> I feel like they've already done it in a way. It's, uh, anyway, yawn. I'm sure somebody, somebody can cut together their films tomorrow. Now, make did that. you know there's a sequel to Kindergarten Cop? I did not. Starring Dolph Lundgren. Really? Yeah. I don't know if he's playing the same character, but it's the same premise. And it's called Kindergarten Cop Two, and it, it is, came it's
1: out a casting call. We need a we need somebody somebody can play a cop with a, with an accent and a big square head.
0: Yeah, <laughs> hello, <laughs> Dolph, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, Kindergarten Cop Two uh, came out uh, in 2016, Ooh. and there's a um, yeah, and, and in, that's that's a no, it comes come the same break. character because he was a detective, wasn't mm, he? Yeah. Whereas in this one, he's an F, he's a gruff FBI agent. Ah. So it's a spiritual, well, it's an actual sequel and a spiritual sequel as well. Yeah, yeah, probably more spiritual because uh, I don't think it's got anything to do with the original. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a similar premise. Anyway, Kindergarten Cop, that's, uh, that's Max's first choice. That's uh, Friday the 30th of September, Channel 4, 6.50pm. Let's move to Saturday the 1st of October on 5 Star at 6.25pm. A film that sounds like it's a toilet cleaner, and it probably <laughs> should be. It's Pacific Rim. <laughs>
1: Tell I'm, me why I'm I'm going to ignore that. So Pacific Rim, uh, as a war between humankind and monstrous sea creatures wages on, a former pilot and a trainee are paired up to drive a seemingly obsolete special weapon in a desperate effort to save the world from the apocalypse. Uh, this is directed by rather notorious director uh, Guelmo de Toro, who you might know for some absolutely incredible set designs. Uh, Oscar winning for The Shape of Water. Uh, you might know from the Hellboy films. Uh, this is personally, I mean, this film is just brilliant. Uh, like, you can say what you want about it. Uh, in terms of there's, there's quite a good cast going on here you've got Idris Elba uh playing you know the grizzled old like sergeant who's in charge of everyone you've got Charlie Hunnam who's sort of playing this uh everyone's favourite actor Charlie Hunnam's playing the sort of uh the rookie uh you've got uh Rinko, Rinko Kikuchi who's playing Meiko Ma- Mamori who's and who's uh Idris Elba's sort of like adopted daughter okay. who's very stern with so what's it really about I mean so- i'm going to give you the the really basic summary uh this film is about big robots punching giant monsters and it is just it just does it so well because it's i I know you you've got your brows furrowed at me but if you think guelmo de toro is known as he he goes in extra for all of his set design if you think about all the effort he puts in for how it looks he has put thought through everything In, in a film about giant robots he's made all of these giant robots really real by focusing on the way they move the way they act like the sort of the weights and everything's designed like it's There is so much heart put into this film. And also, it's got a really good soundtrack as well. So, it's pretty. Honestly, when you hear the main theme blasting as a robot goes up and punches a monster in the face, it is just.
0: I feel like you're you're losing your own confidence in your eyebrows. I'm not losing my. It's
1: only your eyebrows that put in doubt in me. But this film is absolutely fantastic to watch. If you are like me and you. you, Look, don't go in expecting.
0: It's not Shakespeare.
1: Well, that much is. It's, certain. it's not Shakespeare. But so basically, much.
0: it's sea monsters a la um, Godzilla. Go- Godzilla, basically. Um, yeah. that, that have come up out of the, 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 the bottom of the ocean. And uh, so humans have invented these big robots that, that can defeat them. Exactly. And they have pilots inside exactly, these robots. Yeah. No, and Charlie Hunnam's a pilot. That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. And you, they, put, you put it nice and sweet. It's almost like you want people to watch the film as well. Oh, I so. just want to move on from it because it's blooming awful. But no, you, you, you've recommended it. It's not my choices these are yours exactly and uh, yeah this is Pacific Rim I mean it did, quite, it did well enough to spawn a sequel yeah uh, we don't talk about the sequel I don't really want to talk about that one but anyway <laughs> uh, Saturday the 1st of October Pacific Rim is on 5 uh, it's on at 6.25pm on 5 star uh, let's move to Sunday, the second of October, and we move. Uh, we have on at ten PM on ITV Four uh, another appearance from Arnold Schwarzenegger. If it bleeds, he
1: can kill it. Arnie's back. Uh, a team of commandos on a mission in, central, in a Central American jungle find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior who doesn't know about Predator at this point. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know it's surely everyone knows predator right what an absolute brilliant film it's the film that started it all (laughs) uh in this film uh pretty much we've got this like this team of commandos dropped into the jungle they're all you know absolutely you know uh you know they're it's like a bunch of bodybuilders got dropped in a forest basically as they go around shooting at guns you've got arnie starring as dutch you've got carl weathers starring as dylan uh everyone knows the handshake from this film which is just (laughs) oh he's got the biggest gun yeah pretty much it's a it's a a gun show yeah you've got uh kevin peter hall uh playing the predator himself uh alpida carrillo
0: as anna bill duke as mac jesse ventura uh, just pretty much like well, it's one that's interesting that you've not mentioned is one of the the, the the one guy in the crew that wasn't like or you know stepping off of a bodybuilding <laughs> display <laughs> stepping, stepping off the beach. was off was, was Shane Black and Shane Black was better known as a screenwriter that's oh yeah yeah who wrote Lethal Weapon Lethal Weapon Amongst other things, he was he was your go to guy back in the late 80s for action movies. That's go for uh, But he was also an actor. So he, he's in this movie. Yeah. He's part of the crew. He doesn't last very long. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, uh, not many of them do. <laughs> no, no, none of them do. <laughs> it's Arnie at the end. Now, this film has spawned a lot of sequels. And, yes. And, and a prequel awesome. of sorts, because recently on Disney yeah. Plus is a film called Prey, which is set in the world of Predator. I've heard very good things about Prey. It is. It's actually rather good. It's almost a spoiler when you realise it's part of Predator because, in essence, it's the same story. But it's set a couple of hundred years before Predator and it involves, um, I think, indigenous... uh, Tribal people taking on... Yeah, and it's a female who's the lead... And and I think she says something like... If it bleeds, I can kill it. She repeats the same line at one point. Brilliant, but it is quite well done. Yeah. It is, it is, it's quite it's quite well done. Well, it you, you doesn't have the, m- two, the, the probably, machismo of Predator. Yeah. It doesn't have all that testosterone that Predator. I mean, there's a there's a scene where they spend about two minutes shooting a bush.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's great. They just absolutely unload their, these guns on a bush.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: brilliant. No. Well, just just fantastic. And directed by John McTiernan, uh, a rather an action movie staple. Uh, you might know him from Last Action Hero.
0: Die Hard, maybe the Die Hard as well. Yeah, you know, kind of a big one. Um, but yes, he he did uh, he did Die Hard, and uh, yeah, the last action hero, which which is actually quite mm. an underrated classic yeah. of Arnie's, if you ask me. But uh, anyway, Predator is the choice of Max. For, I'm sure that's the last It's time. the first choice for Sunday the 2nd of October yeah. because also at 10pm over on 5 Star uh, so you might have to cut, somehow record one and watch the other. I think Sport. that's still a thing isn't Sport it? Sport for choice today aren't you? Yeah so Sunday the 2nd of October 10pm on 5 Star Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. This is the first one isn't it? This is
1: the very first Austin Powers film so if you want to start if you want to get into the series this is the one to go for. Um, in this film a world-class playboy and part-time secret agent from the 1960s emerges after 30 years in a cryogenic state to Battle with his nemesis, Doctor Evil. Max did a thing with his little finger there. Yeah, that, that's a reference anyone. to the film if you haven't seen it. If you did, yeah. if you did get that, yeah, just cool do it a little, little bit, bit nearer the mic, then yeah. people can hear it better. <laughs> people can hear it if you move the finger. Uh, this is just absolutely brilliant, brilliant film here. Uh, directed by Jay Roach. I think he's done some work with Michael Myers. Uh, I think Mike Myers. M- Mike Myers. Let's not get Michael Myers mixed up. That's always you know what? I'm, I'm bad for that.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay Roach uh, has uh, yeah he directed austin powers he's he's directed and produced uh, loads of different films yeah. over the yeah. years and and it's quite possible people he's worked no. Well. Uh, so apparently he's directing the announced fourth austin powers movie
1: ah, um, i think that one's been in the works for a while the fourth austin powers
0: and also there's a margot robbie oceans 11 movie it says here that mm. he's directing as well uh, but there's no other information about it at the moment other than margot robbie's in it and ryan gosling might be in it uh-huh um we will wait and see yeah but it, well, I, i'm just looking at his other directing credits here to see a uh, bombshell that was a really good movie from a couple of years ago that was him and trumbo i think that was oh, that was, that um, was one Bryan about brian cranston the that's director it. wasn't it yeah not uh, the director the uh the screenwriter who was part of the um yeah communist movement he what did what meet the parents meet the Fockers, um dinner for schmucks um yeah jay roach has done quite a few movies a lot of classic films
1: and he's also done every single austin powers so he's he stayed he stayed true he, he stuck with Mike Myers through it yeah yeah. well done him <laughs> on that note we've got the cast we've got Mike Myers himself who's playing uh, what I think three characters here we've got Austin Powers Dr. Evil actually that's the sequels I'm thinking of but we've got Mike Myers as Austin, pa- uh, Austin well, Powers he, he certainly plays at least two then yeah two people there uh, doing an excellent job in both roles I might add cause stealing the scenes we've got Elizabeth Hurley uh, Michael York Mimi Rogers Seth Green is in this one he's playing Dr. Evil's uh, <laughs> sadly forgotten about son oh. Robert, Robert Wagner
0: Robert Wagner's in it as well, yeah, yeah. Will Ferrell turns up in this one as well. Michael York. Um, so some of these names, they may not mean much to you, but they, they to, to the listener, you see, they would know these people. Yeah. Michael York was a big film star, a British film star back in the day. Robert Wagner was very well known as well. Uh, you're flying over these names, but they, 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 these, these, these are... Um, uh, interesting people uh, who who've done some great movies in ah, their time. Well, good on them, I'm, uh, and, I, that's exactly why I'm recommending this film. Yeah. Actually, and Michael York uh, plays the cast. sort of M type character, doesn't he? Because these are this yes. is kind of a spoof of 60 spy movies, yeah. which there were loads of spoof 60 spy movies, which were inspired by the Bond films, uh, and and some of them did quite well, and it's, and he's yeah. kind of lovingly sending those up.
1: It is around that time, isn't it, where basically James Bond was just at the point of. Just, I mean, we had, this was prior to Pierce Brosnan, wasn't it, around this
0: time, Bond-wise, so will we... Uh, No, 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 Brosnan had already made one. This would be just
1: after Brosnan, yeah. But this,
0: see, I don't think these were an homage to the Bond films, I think Mm. this was to the spy genre, because the 60s, it was just rife with spy films that were all inspired by the Bond movies, but but they went further, there was... It was a series of movies, the Matt Helm movies, starring Dean Martin yeah. as an, interna- an international singing swix, swinging 60s agent. And and it was all beautiful women at every t- turn and he had gadgets and it was always a bloke trying to take over the world. And and they, they were very farcical and inspired by the Bond movies. And um, yeah, there were loads of things like that at the time.
1: Very easy to spoof genre, isn't it? Y-
0: if you ever looked into it, Max, you would be amazed at just how many spy movies there were in the 60s that were all spoofs. A- 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 it, of sorts, and Austin Powers is kind of sending them up. Ah, well, I've got Austin Powers that, that can do all the work for me. There you go. Uh, so that's uh, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, 10 pm on Five Star, Sunday the 2nd of October. Let's move to Monday the 3rd, and on a channel called Legend, it's a new one, it does exist, it's on the old view It's 41, I think we said. Yeah. Uh, at 9 pm, we have Ghosts. Ghosts of Mars. In
1: 2176, a Martian police unit is sent to pick up a highly dangerous criminal at a remote mining post. Upon arrival, the cops find that the post has become a sharnel house. Uh, Really, this is, I mean, this is John Carpenter just doing what he does best. Uh, This is a super gory horror film. Um, Those who have listened before know that I'm an absolutely massive John Carpenter fan who directs here. Um, He's done, you know, Halloween. He's done uh, The Thing, one of my favourite films ever. They Live. Um, He really likes his over-the-top horror films and in this one uh pretty much everybody on mars has been possessed by an evil spirit that causes them to just uh turn into the classic you know it almost looks like they're in a bit of a an edgy rock band they're running around with
0: like leather and uh, hacking at things with machetes okay um we have in the cast there. jason statham's in it but but i don't think he's got a very large part in this one has he he's, he's listed up a little way down the cast
1: yeah, he's a little bit not too far, Well, the main focus we've got uh, Natasha Henstridge Ice Cube, of course, uh known for known for being a, a notorious rapper. Let's go back one.
0: Natasha Henstridge. Natasha Henstridge. Who would be known to some film fans as being the uh the the al- the beautiful alien creature in the um species films. Ah. Uh, she she was she was largely known for that. I think she's done other things since, but but if you ever saw Species, it was a, an alien that came and like kept destroying people. But but looked like a beautiful woman ah. and, and sometimes would, would sort of make love to her prey and then kill them. And murder them. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, uh,
1: sounds like John Carpenter must have seen that But you're perfect for this.
0: Yeah, yeah. And also Pam Greer, who was uh, very well known in the 70s mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of black exploitation movies. And then Tarantino uh, made her the star of Jackie Brown. She's in this as well. Ah, oh, right. Uh, so, yeah. And, and you mentioned there Ice Cube, who, isn't he on TV a lot now? Is he in one of those Law and Order things? Oh, I think
1: you're, I, I think that you're mixing up Ice Cube and um, Ice Tea. I don't know how You're I your ice could, is mixed up. I don't know how I could have done that. <laughs> um, but uh, what, what, what was Ice, ice Cube? Which one's ice, this one? I, ice Cube is Ice Cube. Um, what's he done then? Uh, ice Cube, but at the moment he's sort of doing these um, these uh, questionable comedy films, which he, where he pretty much his whole thing is that he plays a sort of um, hard ass sort of person. But you might know him from uh, Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street, the more recent ones. Okay, uh, he plays the he plays the sergeant in those two, so he's the one who's sort of uh, uh, beating uh, Jonah Hill and um, and Tanning
0: Chan- Chaitin. Chan- Chan- did he not take over in the triple x movies from vin diesel oh. was it wasn't vin diesel in like the first one and then he was in the others and then they both were in one together
1: oh so he stole the series from vin diesel
0: uh, yeah and controversial then, and controversial, then, yeah. and then they both did one together so they clearly got, <laughs> they and, got over it and ride along was he in the Ride yeah, Along? yeah he did the ride along, along films yeah oh well with Kevin Hart. It's weird oh, how I've not Ke- really seen Hart, much really that reading? he's ever done. Um, but but if you're looking at classic stuff, he did do Boys in the Hood. Yeah. You might know him from Straight Out Compton as well. Okay. Anyway, that's um, the film uh, Ghosts of Mars, which is on 9pm uh, on the channel called Legend. I think it's a new one. That's Monday, the 3rd of October. Tuesday, the 4th of October. Great movies, 9pm. Limitless.
1: In this film, Bradley, C- Bradley Cooper stars uh, um, uh, and as a... A man who basically finds that a mysterious pill allows him to access 100% of his brain's abilities. Uh, He uses it to transform his life from being a sort of a struggling uh, writer into a man who basically can see all the numbers, makes himself financially rich, and then starts to uh, change the world as he sees fit after he's taken his pills. Uh, You might know the director, Neil Berger. Uh, You might recognise him from previous films. Uh, He's done some of the Divergent films. He's done The Upside, which is one that a lot of people uh, credit, actually, which was uh, Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. About a man who is basically, um, he's kept in a wheelchair but tries to, you know, have a laugh at how life is. I believe it's an adaptation of a French film. Okay. Uh, He also directed the Limitless TV series as well. Uh, He did The Illusionist as well with um, Ed Norton. Okay. But uh, that, that's not really the draw you're looking for. Instead, go over to the cast instead. Uh, you've got Bradley Cooper as playing the main character in this. It's really interesting seeing him go from this. He plays this sort of disheveled loser who starts taking this magic pill all of a sudden, and then he's, you know, he goes and he, he, goes, he spends the weekend with models, and he's like going to the banks, and he can see all the numbers, and he's like tricking people. It's that whole using the 100% of your brain thing that films love to act like is a massive act. Okay. Uh, you've also got, of course, he's lower down in the cast list, but most people will know Robert De Niro. Uh, big draw Robert De Niro sort of he's sort of
0: playing the the foil it's not the first film they did together either is it because he's uh, they also were in Silver Linings playbook together Ah. and the one about the mop and I can't remember the name of it now but there was another film with Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence and he was in that as well I'll look it up in a second but Joy it might have been called oh uh, by I might made that up. but also we've got Abby Cornish in this movie and uh, she's also was in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri great film w- wonderful film mm. uh, and, and yeah aside from other things she's in the t- I was trying to think where else I knew her from she plays uh, Jack Ryan's uh, girlfriend in the Jack Ryan TV series and the new opposite, series or oh. was it John Krasinski brilliant um, so uh, yeah so Abby Cornish in there as well but Limitless is great and it spawned a TV series that was a sequel that mm. didn't f- featured Bradley Cooper I think in the first episode I mean, but I mean, it was he about he somebody else bassin, doesn't yeah he? yeah uh, but uh, but yeah and it's one of those rare films that's come out more recently with Robert De Niro that isn't st- a stinker
1: yeah he, he actually feels like he's put some effort into this one
0: yeah um, Anna Friel is in it as well who used to be in Brookside many years ago and uh-huh. then went on to be and she killed her lover and buried her under a patio or something <laughs> in Brookside and then she turns up in this film yeah but but she's gone on to have a bit of a career on both sides of the pond but uh, I'm trying to look up that um, film that I mentioned. I think, was it called Joy? Yes, Joy. Joy. And, and that was also... Um, Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro. And Jennifer Lawrence. So that they, they both... It was the main cast of Silver Linings Playbook oh, meeting right. together again. Uh, but, um, and David O. Russell did that movie who also directed um, Silver Linings Playbook.
1: Ah, so clearly, you know, when you've got your established cast, you just yeah. bring them back and you say, let's do it again, but let's do it. Uh, well, Silver Linings Playbook and Joy do sound like two slightly different films, yeah. I think. There's not much mob action in Silver Linings Playbook, is there?
0: And, and I, I noticed as well recently that I saw um, one of Clint Eastwood's newest movies, The Mule. Mm. It's not his most recent one, but it was, it was, I think, the one before that, where after he's re- announced he's never going to act again, he's done a few movies. But in this one, uh, there's a scene where Bradley Cooper's in it. And, and it would seem that they got on quite well from when uh, Eastwood directed him in American Sniper. Ah. And so uh, Bradley Cooper t- has a, like a cameo role in The Mule. But uh, anyway, there you go. Bra- Bradley it, Controvers- Fash, yeah. I think I remember him from a TV series that you may not remember called Alias. I, I know of Alias. Je- Jennifer Garner playing like a sort of a female Jack Bauer yeah, yeah. Um, set in an international world of espionage. And she, she was uh, like a, a, a master of disguise. And it was made by J.J. Abrams. Oh, nice. And uh, and, yeah, and and yeah, and Bradley Cooper was in the first couple of years. He was part of the cast and he was like a friend of hers who was a journalist or something, but didn't know that she was actually a secret agent because she had like a disguise by day. Ah. Uh, and so he thought she was like a librarian or something. <laughs> um, but uh, the series is actually better than I've made it sound. Oh, nice. And well, it had I, some great I, cameos if I you I ever do, come across I it. I do normally trust Brad, uh, Bradley Cooper performance. Like He tends to pick quite good films, but yeah. the, the second two hangover this this was before he was famous that particular yeah. role. But um, Alias had Roger Moore in a cameo in it, playing like a former British Secret Service agent. Um, Quentin Tarantino was in it uh, on screen. Uh, so was uh, Ricky Gervais, who played a terrorist. Really? In it. Yeah. It had quite an interesting cast at different times. Like lots of surprising cameos. I, I am shocked. Every single one of those. It just got more and more bizarre every single time. Honestly. <laughs> Anyway, uh, right, Limitless is Max's penultimate movie, which is on Great Movies, 9pm on Tuesday, the 4th of October. Max's final choice, Thursday, the 6th of October, ITV4 at 9pm Uh, another return of Mr Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator in
1: his words he'll be back Uh, in this film a human soldier is sent from 2029 to 1984 to stop an almost indestructible cyborg killing machine sent from the same year which has been programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future salvation
0: what's the best of
1: the Terminator films Terminator 2 what's the worst I wouldn't know I haven't seen any of (laughs) the. what are the ones I haven't seen (laughs) If uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's reasonably... You know, one and one and two are both very close, but I think it's uh, I think we've discussed this before. It's sort of the alien situation of you go from Terminator one is this really, really like you
0: can't breathe the whole time because it's like your p- also it's you're quite low terrifying. budget and quite a yeah. small movie. Terminator two had a massive budget, was a big big yeah. spectacle of a movie, and was arguably better than the original. Mm. And 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 with Lots the explosions a, and, in that and the other. Commonality there with with the alien movies, where the second one is possibly better than the first, yeah. or at least as worthy as. Along with James Cameron, being is part the, of it James well. Cameron directed yeah. both. But there's been a lot of Terminator movies since those two, and a TV series, and then the most recent I Terminator about TV series, <laughs> and, and the most recent Terminator movie. Rewrites all the history after the second one, so that basically, dark fate is the. Yes, yeah, so the newest, a, I know that I know that there's name. a bit of timey wimey stuff in it where they go back and then it kind of it. Yeah, it. Completely-
1: as soon as you start focusing on time travel, it you you. you yourself in really but, what, but
0: what the advantage of it is if you if you're a little bit OCD about watching this sort of stuff and thinking oh, I can't watch you know I got to watch all of them you don't yeah. you could watch the first and the second one and then the last one because the last one erases all the other ones <laughs> from 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 its universe and was this last one any good or is are you about to tell me that it's was it
1: better than the previous ones that came before I think so um, that's not hard I don't it?
0: think even Arnie was in all of the, the sequels Um no. but but it also was saw the return of Linda Hamilton playing Sarah Mm, Connor. does a fantastic job. But in the final movie, Dark Fate, Arnie was brilliant. He was really good. He actually can act a bit and it was (laughs) really, really good and funny in places as well and quite poignant. And I don't know whether it was by design, but I thought Linda Hamilton was awful. She was very wooden. She was very... She was robotic and he was (laughs) human-like. Yet he was playing a robot and she's a human.
1: (laughs) Now he knows why humans cry.
0: But I almost wonder if it was by design if that's what they're trying to say is that in fact he became human as time went on and she didn't Ah.
1: but it fell short and just looked like she was bad because I do think that Linda Hamilton is a really good actor like I mean in in this film she does a fantastic job she plays Sarah Connor who of course is being chased by Arnie uh, or the Terminator as you might call Mm. them. but she's she's brilliant this and of course in the second one where in the second one she's dealing with this whole people think she's insane because she hasn't actually been chased by the Terminator but she
0: does an amazing job so it's sad to hear that but
1: I'm, yeah. going to, I'm going to choose to believe it was intentional
0: it might well have been but it, I just felt that bit fell flat but, mm. but Arnie was great in that last yeah. movie so um, yeah anyway The Terminator the original one from 1984 I think yeah it'll go with that that's the one, uh, yeah. Max doesn't know anymore he's given up but I'm going to say it was 1984 <laughs> it was 1984 yeah, thank really you Max <laughs> um, but yes uh, that's 9pm uh, oh the other connection between The Terminator and um, the Aliens Michael Bean. Of course. Was in both movies so right? as well. He
1: in Carl uh, Reese in this one. And he goes on
0: to be uh Hicks. No, he's not Hicks, is he? Hicks is the fun one. I don't know, but he's I, one of I, the main I guys he's, in I Aliens. Corporal Hicks in Aliens. I don't know. He's the one who makes it to the end and then they kill him off in the beginning of the next movie so that they don't have so to, to uh, pay him again. Pay him again. <laughs> as they did to everyone who wasn't Ripley. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the Terminator, ITV four, nine PM on Thursday, the sixth of October. That rounds off another edition of the film guide Max. One of those movies needs to be your film of the week. Which oh, one do you it's choose? It's difficult to
1: watch, and I know that I'd ne- you'd never forgive me if I put Pacific Rim. But put, I think you I'm put go-
0: whatever one you. Well, want. I'm
1: go- I think I'm actually going to go ahead, and I'm going to say that the Terminator is my film of the week. Just reliving the memories and reliving. I mean, of all the Arnie, of all the Arnie choices, I think it's it's a close call. But I'm going to give it to the Terminator.
0: Okay, there you go. Then that's the uh, that's Max's uh, movie of the week from his choices of the best of what's on free to air TV for the next seven days. Thank you, Max. Uh, Next week, it is the return of Howard Linsky uh, to the uh, St Albans film guide. And uh, yeah, we hope you can join us for that. Say goodbye, Max. See you soon. Wait, bye.